Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie. And you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became location independent. We're going to be doing that today. So let's get into it. Each person's location independent journey is unique. We all have our own creative approach to business, to travel, and how we blend all of that together to manifest our ideal lifestyle. One of the things that inspires me most day in and day out is when I see the location indie community members consistently taking action towards their goals and leaning on the community along the way for support, for advice, while also giving back. That's why each month we highlight one member of Location Indie who is putting in the work that it takes to go LI. And we highlight them not only to recognize their efforts, but also so we can learn from their wins and setbacks. That's why I'm so excited to welcome this month's LI Member of the Month, Kat. Congrats, Kat. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and uh, this has been a long time coming, and you have got quite a bit of stuff going on recently. I'm super excited to to dive into your ally journey. I want to start with just how you even found out about this lifestyle, because I think that a lot of times people don't even know what's going on and that this is even possible. So do you have a memory of like when you first thought, maybe I don't have to do a traditional nine to five, you know, work two hour or two weeks of vacation, retire in 35 years, and then hopefully live a good, good life. Thanks. Well, <laughs> I call myself like a reformed accountant because I was a CPA for a very long time, um, an audit at a big four accounting firm, but I really kind of found out about it thanks to the extra pack of peanuts podcast, because I I'm a big runner, so on my running on runs, I would actually listen to podcasts about travel, and I really have always had a big passion for travel. I studied abroad, and I've backpacked Europe by myself since then, and I've traveled a lot in the past, but I didn't think it was something that you could do full-time or have anything outside of a traditional job until I was on a run one morning being like, you know, I love um, Rick Steves and everything, but I want to try a new podcast that's travel. And I found the EPOP podcast and you guys were chatting about all these great destinations and you were interviewing all these people doing amazing things. And then I, you had mentioned the Location Indie podcast and Location Indie and how that's even a lifestyle and how you guys were opening up the, the program soon and things like that. And I think I had missed the deadline to open up. And I remember emailing you guys and you were like, Oh, well here, get on the waiting list. And then I joined in January of 2017. So I've had a pretty long journey to becoming location independent versus others, but that's okay. Everyone does it in their own time. <laughs> awesome. And we are going to fast forward to, to that in, in just a few moments of what it looked like, like uh, that whole process of going location indie over yeah. those two years. And then what it's looked like since, but I wonder when you first heard about it, were there reservations? Like, did you have this idea in your head that, okay, this sounds great. Like, this is really neat. This is a new thing. I didn't know it was possible and, and I want this, but who am I to do it? Were, did you have those kind of feelings of like, well, maybe I can't because of X, Y, and Z? 
I think I felt like maybe I couldn't do it. Well, for the longest time, I felt like I couldn't because I uh, have a master's degree in accounting. Like I went and I got student loans and I got this degree and I felt like it was the only thing I'd ever been trained to do. And I thought there's no way I can make a blog or do anything like that or now podcast and I was like, there's no way because the only thing I've ever been trained to do is accounting and more specifically audit, which is like (laughs) not tax at all. So not super useful to most people outside of public accounting. And I just kind of would resign myself for a little bit thinking that that was not even a possibility for me. Like, what could I possibly do? Like, does anyone need auditing in the location indie world? And I, it took me a long time to finally, and I think this is going to sound terrible, but I had some pride issues too. Cause I was like, well, like I worked really hard and I'm working at one of the best accounting firms in the world. And like, I got all these degrees to like do something that I don't even need a degree for. And, and I felt like, Oh, like, is this, you know, why would I do that when I have all of this and you know, it's a good paying job and I should be glad that I'm able to do this. And then I think I just had to, had to like, take a step back to be like, okay, but I am miserable. I hate this. I worked Oh gosh, I think I was working upwards of a hundred hours a week. I don't know. It was so bad. Like at one point during busy season where it was six weeks straight of, I would get into work at eight and I would be there till 1am and I had no life. My health was deteriorating. Like I, it was like a really downward spiral that I was like, I cannot do this anymore to myself. And that's kind of when I started discovering location indie and like, it was at the same time I was like, I got to get another job. Like I cannot do public accounting anymore. Even if it means like my first step to location independence was actually finding a job that I had enough time to build something on the side. (laughs) And then I could do that. So it's kind of a roundabout way going location independent by getting another job. But that's kind of how I had to get started. And I remember like going to job interview after job interview and like trying to find a new job and hating and not really enjoying or feeling passionate about anything I was interviewing for. And, you know, I remember sitting in a job interview and the guy asked me, he basically asked me if you could have any job in the world, what would it be? And I blurted out to be a professional travel blogger and podcaster. And, and luckily I got the job, which I don't know how they, there he was like, he appreciated my honesty because he was like, nobody really wants to be an accountant. <laughs> And I remember thinking at that moment, if this is what I really want, like, why am I not fighting for this? Like, why am I not even trying to do this? So that was definitely when I like, was like, I got to get this together and like, try to do this and get on location indie and things like that. So that was kind of a a really good point that you make there of (laughs) these, whether it be pride or expectations or what you thought you wanted before, whatever it is, there's a lot of people there saying, yeah, but I worked for this. And then to just... For, my, for me to, quote unquote, give it up mm-hmm. and go and do something that, uh, yeah, you wouldn't need a degree for. And, we, and now you know, like, hey, this you might not need a degree. It's certainly hard work and you need gain experience. But I think there is a lot of that of, well, I thought this was going to be my path. And then I put in a lot of hard work and now I'm just throwing it away. But it's neat to see that you said, yeah, but I came to the realization. Like I had to sit back and say, yeah, I worked hard for this, but if it's not what I want, well, who, who cares, right? Like who cares that I worked hard for this? All that's great. I could go back to it and I have that in my back pocket. But if it's not what I want right now, then then why am I just going to hold on to it because it's something that I thought I wanted or because I put effort in before? Yeah. 
That's 100%. <laughs> so let, all right, let's talk. I like the idea that you then were like, I'm going to find a job because a lot of t- that, that gives you more time because a lot of times people think, all right, now I got to like just cut the cord and go lo- location indie. And it seemed like to me, you were at a point where maybe you might've considered that like, all right, I hate this job. So I know I need to leave this. So why did you decide, all right, I know I'm going to leave my job, but I'm not going to go full on. I'm not going to try to do my own thing right away. I'm going to take another job that gives me time to build it on the side. The reason why, well, first of all, I got engaged and we were planning a wedding and a honeymoon and that's not cheap. And we, um, at the time we just, you know, my, well, he's my husband now, but my fiance, we were like, we're not in the financial position to just me quit my job (laughs) and just like rely on him or something like that. Like I just, and I didn't feel comfortable just like quitting my job and just relying on him and, and stuff either. So I think what our big thing was, okay, let's make a game plan to where you're going to start building this on the side. So I'll come home from work and, you know, he would do a lot of the cooking and cleaning, which was fantastic. Like he did, he was very supportive while I would go in the other bedroom and work and just like try to build this up and learn as much as I could and save up. We started getting into kind of a hyper saving mode is what I called it because we were like, we're spending money on so many things we don't need. I have, I had a car that we never drove because I would drive him to work anyway on my way to work. So we sold my car. We just kind of downsized a little bit, stopped, you know, we didn't need Hulu, Netflix, HBO, like all of those things and started really saving our money so that I could eventually quit. We could pay for our wedding and honeymoon. And then we set a date for pretty much after we got married, right before the honeymoon, because my old job only had two weeks off and we were going on a three week long honeymoon. So <laughs> <laughs> on purpose, maybe subconsciously yeah, kind of, cause it was like, I'm definitely quitting then. It was definitely like, I could not, not do it, I guess. So I kind of set my date and my job was actually really great about it because I never said anything. And then about, I was, I ended up quitting in October. I gave a date in mid September, right before our wedding to quit. And then I ended up going back and helping him for a couple of weeks because they needed some help. But uh, I told him in August and I remember being really nervous and like crying when I told my boss because I was just, you know, I felt bad for leaving. But then I also was like, oh, crap, this is happening at the same time. And I was starting to make some money on the blog and business. So that was exciting. But yeah, I just, (laughs) it was like a nerve wracking experience. And then I set the date and I left in October, October 15th. And how did you come up with the ideas? Like, how did you even figure out what it was going to be that you did to become location independent? Because you said you had the idea and you told your, uh, the one guy in the interview, Hey, I want to be a travel blogger. Yeah. How did that start to flush itself out to what you're doing now and kind of finding the niche that you're in? Well, I started out and I know probably Jason might know this, my original mastermind group that we started out with, I think I started out with cat in a backpack. So I was like, solo female travel. Yeah. And because I didn't know any other bloggers. I really don't read a lot of travel blogs or I didn't at the time. Now I read them all the time. But at the time, I didn't really know that, you know, that's a pretty oversaturated niche. And I'm not really a solo female traveler anymore. That's I sometimes do, but it's just not really who I am anymore. Um, I mostly travel with my husband now and um, things like that. So I just kind of started in that way just to kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. (laughs) And it wasn't picking up much traction. I mean, it could be part, I didn't know what I was doing either, but 
it kind of came as an idea to me when I was planning our wedding and honeymoon that I was like, there's not as many couple travel vloggers and that's how we travel these days. And I know we do the miles and points so I can help people figure out their honeymoons or adventurous couples travel. And I got really excited about it. I remember getting really excited about talking about it in my mastermind group too. And they kind of like helped me hash some details out. And that was when I, when I finally also started investing in myself with um, learning. Like I bought like the superstar blogging and started hard, like utilizing both that community and the location indie community and just learned a lot. <laughs> I taught myself a lot. I started going to conferences, like investing and in going to conferences and learning more and networking and making friends in that community because you just can't, I think a big thing to know is you can't do it alone, whether you're a blogger or a VA or anyone else, you can't just like do it alone and expect to get results. I think. Yeah. Some of the things you mentioned, you invested in uh, like courses uh, and then conferences where we know like speakers are great, but really it is about the connections. A lot of times at conferences, you might learn a little bit, but you're certainly come away from those with, with connections that, that can be pretty vital. Yeah. Anything else that you, saw as like an investment that you've seen, all right, this, this was worth it. Or, or maybe you even wish that you had done earlier. I would say conferences. 100%. Yeah. It took me about a year and a half to finally convince myself to go to a conference. Like I didn't think that that was necessary. And I went to the women in travel summit was the first one. And I started meeting a, like so many other bloggers, you know, from big to small and it was a smaller conference. So I felt a little bit more comfortable and they've got a great community too. And that is definitely worth investing in is going to a conference or networking, whatever you can to network, do that. Cause they're very helpful. Like it's so helpful meeting people in the industry who, you know, are more advanced and then you can kind of pay it forward later on and help people, which I do now. So. Yeah. And it also serves, I think as like inspiration, not only, not only do you learn stuff, but it is, it's like, Oh, they're ahead of me or they're there maybe a year or two ahead and I see that someone's actually making a go of this. This isn't just my idea that maybe I can make it happen. Like, oh, this person is doing it. And you meet them and you're like, they're not like better or worse than me, but they're, they're doing it and I can do it as, as well. What was it like then when you finally went, so you quit your job, you guys are going on your honeymoon, you're now officially location independent. How was that transition? Was that tough for you? Like time-wise managing time and expectations and travel and all that, because that can be a difficult, a more difficult transition than people think because they're just so excited to get there. And then they're there and it's like, whoa, I don't really have as much structure or stability as I thought. Yeah. My, pretty much my first moments being location independent was going on our honeymoon, which is great. because so we're like, woo, the travel part, it's great. And I did not really do much work during that, which was fun as well. Like just having fun traveling. But when we got home, it definitely was a transition trying to figure out how best to use my time. Like I can get a little all over the place with like, Oh, I've got like all of these things to do on my to-do list and I'm just going to try to do them all at the same time. And that just does not work. So it took me a while, but by at the end of December, I was like, I'm going to buy a planner just like I did when I was in school and kind of block out my time that way. So I'll have like Mondays I do this and I know that I'm location indie and I can kind of choose to work whenever, but I actually kind of keep the Monday through Friday because that way I definitely give myself the weekends off or maybe at the worst I record like 
a couple podcasts, which I mean, it's just fun. So I like doing that, but it's nothing that's too terribly, um, like, like too terribly difficult or something challenging on the weekend. So I can enjoy my weekend with family and friends and, and my husband. And then during the week, I'll, you know, I like to kind of get up early and get my day started. So I'll usually get up six o'clock workout, get started with work, make myself breakfast. And then pretty much from eight to four, eight to five work. And then, you know, because I'm location envy, maybe I'll call it early on a Friday and do things like that. So for me, I still like to do that, but I'll block out my time. Like I'll actually do like Mondays. I know that I'm scheduling a bunch of stuff and, um, you know, things like that. And then I know like a big tip for me and for bloggers, I like to, I know you talked about batching. You've talked about that in the past. Um, at the very end, the last week of every month, I pretty much write and edit all of my blog posts for the following month so that like I can work on other projects the next month, whether it's website redesign or more podcast episodes or networking or guest posting or anything else that I'm doing on the side. Cause there's a lot of things. So eventually, yeah, I kind of fell into that pattern eventually, but getting a planner helps as simple as that sounds like just do you, fine. Do you have one that you specifically like just, just, or is you, just a typical one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Day planner. <laughs> yeah. So then, all right. One of the neat things yeah. there that you said was that you, you try to get ahead with the, I don't want to say the, the harder work, but stuff that like with the writing um, and, and making sure everything's edited. You're saying like, well, I know I had this in the can. So now if something comes up, it allows me to be a little spontaneous or do the stuff that is a smaller thing and not have this huge thing hanging over your head, which would be, kind of the main meat of what you're doing, right? Which is like the content. Yeah. So especially on months that I might be traveling, like all of May, I was pretty much traveling and doing various things and was really busy. So I don't, I still like to be pretty consistent with the content and everything. So I would just work ahead of time trying to get all that scheduled out. So that way I can enjoy most of May and not have to worry about it at the same time. Have you seen any big wins, whether that be financial things that have happened where you're like, all right, now we've made X amount a month or whether that be the blog picking up steam or the podcast, have there been specific like markers that you can look back and say, oh, this was really cool. This was like a big jump up. Um, I mean, the podcast has been fun. It definitely is like, I'm still working on like, it, this is just starting this month, but I'm starting consistently getting affiliate income in and I'm like, yay, I'm getting, getting a little bit of pay there, which is great. Um, but I think some of the biggest wins has been the, my blog each month is very like upward trend, trending, growing each and every day. I'm starting to rank more because I've really invested in learning about SEO. And those have been some big wins. I think the podcast we're having like random people reach out to me and message me makes me really excited. I know that that's not a huge win, but like, you know, people are like, oh, thank you so much. You've really helped and getting reviews from people. And you're like, they don't know me. I feel this is cool. Like I'm actually making a difference. And those are kind of some of the bigger wins is just when random people that you don't know say you've helped them. <laughs> thank you. And like that always makes my day. But definitely seeing growth. Like I see growth every day. I'm always checking the analytics and everything with both the podcast and the blog and the fact that you get to see those grow. And then, of course, now getting more consistent affiliate income is also very exciting. So all of those are all exciting wins. What are the affiliate streams for you, like the, the biggest affiliate streams for you? 
My biggest is TripAdvisor, but I use Commission Junction and have TripAdvisor and Skyscanner. Um, I also have World Nomads, the travel insurance. I do, I have Agoda, just a lot of various travel ones that I use. Amazon, all of those big ones. Um, Get Your Guide, Viator, Satours, all things that I use and like and are good, good affiliates. So that's and, kind and of... Who are you looking... Like, what is your ideal customer or I don't want to, or ideal reader, ideal podcast listener, who is your avatar? Because I know that this can be a tough thing to flesh out. And you kind of talked about it in the beginning. You were saying, oh, I was going to do like solo female travel. And then I realized, wait a second, that's, that's not exactly what I'm doing. Let me even try to figure out this niche with, with honeymoons and, and adventurous travelers who are couples and stuff like that. How have you been able to hone in? Because I think that that then allows everything else to work, right? Then you know, hey, these are products that I like or that people who I'm looking at, looking to bring in like. I'm targeting SEO because I want to get this specific per person in. So a lot of times people struggle with, this is who I'm trying to get in. And so the rest of the stuff is harder to do because they don't have a specific person in mind. I think, I know, well, and a lot of people probably say this too, but like I look at our target audience kind of like, myself and my husband, Chris, like that's kind of like people that are probably more millennial, like 25 to 40 age range, either honeymooners or couples that are pretty serious um, in relationships and everything and our adventurous travels. We are not the kind of people that are spending all of our money on beach bungalows and we're also not the people that are really staying in hostels that much anymore either. <laughs> and we're kind of somewhere in between and we like to maximize our travel and travel as much as we can, but also going on adventurous trips, like not just the beach for a week. Now, if there's anything wrong with that, but that's just not really our style. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an important lesson that it, you, you will get in people from all over, right? There will be people who follow your site who just love what you do and they, they won't travel exactly the same as you. But if you're trying to talk to them and this person and this person and this person, all of a sudden the messaging gets really, really, really mixed. If you just say, I'm trying to talk to this person and by default, there will be other people who like my voice, even though they're not maybe traveling the exact same way. That's cool. Bring them in. But I only need like in order for this to really work, I only need really when it comes down to it, a small handful of super loyal people to then spread the message and to be speaking to the right people. So has it changed for you as you've started to write and podcast more? Have you been able to flesh out and have you had said, oh, we thought we were kind of going for this, but now we're really going for that? Um, other than really the cat in a backpack, I think I kind of started out more geared towards honeymoons because I was like, oh, there's no blogs about just honeymoons. But again, we grow and change and our audience are eventually going to grow and change with us because they're not all just going to be honeymooners. So I think the adventurous couples travel is kind of a newer part that we've done with it. But yeah, I mean, we definitely have attracted the people that have reached out are kind of similar as far as like honeymooners or, you know, couples our age and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I mostly try to stick to speaking to them. I know our podcast style is almost like, I guess our like, it's kind of funny to explain, but like us having a beer, like chatting about travel with friends, like that's kind of like our style. So it's pretty relaxed and it's not too formal or anything, but, and then I would say my writing style is very much like a, let me break it down for you. Like this is, you know, about this place and everything. 
what for you have been some of the biggest, like best part of being location independent for the last, well, I guess now almost coming up on a year, right? So what for you have been the things that have stuck out as like, all right, I, I wouldn't be doing this. Like if I was back in my old job or even, and not even the hundred hour week job, but just the other one that gave you time, I wouldn't be able to do this. So what are some of those highlights? I think getting to travel a lot more. So I still, I have a house in Cleveland. We like having our home base and stuff is it's very affordable to live here, but um, it's nice getting the freedom to travel. I know my job before this, I only had two weeks a year, so 10 days time off. So it was very restrictive for traveling. So I think, you know, the fact that I was able to take off most of May and travel was incredible. And we've got other trips planned throughout the year. And I think having that flexibility and I also, I like, I don't know if I was always meant to be an entrepreneur, who knows, but like, I kind of am very independent and sort of hate being told what to do <laughs> all the time. So, cause I'm like a little rebellious, I guess. And it's nice being able to like make my own schedule, control what I'm writing, control what I'm doing. And nobody's really telling me, Oh, you can't do that. Or you have to do this or something like that. Like I really enjoy having that independence and freedom of that. You just want the control. Give give Kat the control. What have been (laughs) some of the more difficult parts, especially ones that maybe you didn't even think about when you're first getting into it? You thought, oh, well, this will this this will be hard. And then all of a sudden you're doing it, you're like, whoops, I never even thought that this could be a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, oh gosh, I did that life coach thing with like Jacob Sokol and stuff like way back a few years ago. And I remember we had to write down what we thought was going to be the most challenging thing of what we were trying to do. And I said, coming up with like writing and the, you know, writing the content. And I actually think that's the easiest thing. now. <laughs> um, I think I've had a lot of ups and downs with learning because again, I was trained as an accountant. I didn't know coding, marketing at all. Um, I, I don't know if Mitch is on this podcast today or not, but um, (laughs) there was a time where I had no idea about Facebook ads and I was trying to do something and Mitch was super nice and helped me out with it. And just learning all aspects. Like I thought the big thing was just writing and posting, but that is just like the very tippy top of that iceberg. (laughs) And so learning all of those things, Um, you know, and I think I thought at first I have to do it all at once. Like, I feel like I just need to get it done, but it's something that you have to just do very slowly, baby steps at your own pace sort of thing. And then I also think it was really hard because you'll see some people like who start in, even in location indie. like I started in January of 2017 and I'm probably one of the last ones of that group to become location independent. So watching other people start after you and succeed quicker than you, that can be a little disheartening at times too. Um, very disheartening. And I don't know, I'm just, I'll throw out like a little epiphany that I had at one point it was I was running a half marathon and saw like there were lots and lots of people ahead of me. And there was also a lot of people behind me. And I just realized everyone makes it to the finish line if they just keep at it. You know, not everyone's going to be the elite runner crossing and you're, you know, not everyone's walking at the finish. You might be in the middle, you might be at the back, but if you just keep going, you know, maybe you might have to change things up a little, but you can make it work and it'll work if you don't give up. Yeah. And I think that one thing too, is you, you never see the people who don't make it or fall by the wayside really because there's nothing to see, right? Or unless you know them, know them personally, know their story. But if someone comes in with you or someone starts a blog and and you see it once, 
and then you you don't think about it, you never see it again. Well, you might not ever see it again because they stop doing it. And so there's always people that that don't end up succeeding, but you never really focus on them because there's no way you can because you have no idea what happened to them. You only are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person took off or that person took off. Even if it is a friend, I think that's an important point too. It can be a friend. It can be someone in your mastermind. It can be someone you like. It's not that you're mad or you're upset, but I have friends who sometimes look at the stuff and I just do like, dang it, I should be doing this, right? And I'm happy for them, but I, yeah, it kind of can be that push-pull of like, I'm happy for you, but it also makes me feel a little crappy inside. I just have to remember that I need to keep going and that where I was X amount of years ago, I'm ahead of that, right? At my own pace. Yeah, you definitely don't compare yourself to others. Just compare yourself to where you were a year ago. Like I know in a couple months ago, you know, if you get down about not being quite where you want to be, I remember comparing myself to a year ago and I was like, I wasn't even getting a thousand page views a month on my blog a year ago. Now I'm like getting closer to almost being on like a media or an ad network. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's grown so much. And I've had no idea about SEO last year. And now my stuff's starting to rank on the first page of Google. And I'm like up in my Pinterest game and like things are happening that like this time last year, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) So yeah, I just think don't compare yourself to others. Just keep pushing yourself and seeing how you've changed. Yeah. And I, now. <laughs> yeah, and I think taking that three month view, six month view, one year view. I mean, one year is for most people. Do even if you're what you think the steps you're taking are very, very small. If you take small steps and you look back a year, that is going to be a huge. Like you said, you didn't even know like SEO existed or what it was, and now you're like, now you're saying, oh my gosh, I've learned so much, and look at the impact it has. I couldn't even imagine that a year ago because I didn't even know what it was, or I didn't even know how to implement it. And yet now it's a main strategy for your business. And that's one year, you know, one year in scheme of, you know, probably 10, 15, 20, 30 years, however long you end up doing your stuff and, and your business. What has it been like then with, uh, with your husband, with Chris? Because now that can be an interesting dynamic too, of like, all right, I want to become location independent. I'm going to do it, but there's other people involved, whether it be a spouse or there be family members, you know, kids, what have you. How is that dynamic played out? So he still works full time at the moment. Um, we might, you know, potentially this would be a nice thing for both of us to do. <laughs> um, but right now I think he's kind of the one still working full time so that we can eventually like grow big enough and this be both of our full time thing. Um, but luckily I see in like in the questions over here, Sue was asking about what does he do? Um, he actually gets four weeks off a year. So that's great. He's an attorney, so he's works full time and then he gets four weeks off, which is great. He has so much more flexibility with his job too. So he kind of can take a little bit more time off and then make it up later and things like that. So he's still able to travel with me on all these trips and stuff. And then we also utilize the holiday you know, holidays, long weekends, things like that. Like we're going to Paris for five days next month and he's only taking two days off work because of the holiday. Yeah. Nice. So he's like, he travels with you just enough, but then you have your time to do whatever you want. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go to conferences by myself and like learn all that stuff. And Yeah. What are your goals now? I mean, now we're going to fast forward a year or so. And it's and it's so hard because we just said, hey, looking back a year, you wouldn't have, like, what answer could you have given a year ago? Probably not where you are now, but what what do you see 
for the future? Like, what is your ideal one year from now look like? One year from now, I would definitely, definitely want to be on that ad network, start making some more passive income because I'm all about that. Um, trying to get as much passive income and potentially creating either a course or an ebook about like saving money and things like that. Like how to kind of downsize and save because we didn't need as much as we thought we did. We used to think, Oh my God, like where's all of our money going. And then we were like, Oh, because we're spending it on nights out and Netflix and things like that, that we don't need. Well, Netflix, we still have, but HBO and things like that. (laughs) And things like that. So I think that that would be kind of cool. I know that this is next year, but in the next five years, five to 10 years, I would absolutely love to run couples travel tours. That would be a really fun thing to do, but basically just continuing in the next year itself, either doing an ebook or a smaller course and just continuing to grow the blog and podcast to be even bigger. And um, that's kind of more the short term and then long-term is potentially doing some tours. Nice. What do you think has been the biggest impact of being a part of Location Indie? Like if you weren't in Location Indie, do you see yourself getting to where you are now? And if not, what were the one or two things that really about the community you're like, this is what helped me when I joined. This is what spurred me on. So Location Indie was the first kind of community I ever joined. And I don't think I would be where I am today without it. And um, I'm definitely not just saying that either. I, the masterminds have been so helpful. Um, you know, even my first one, it was kind of a beginner's mastermind and we had a lot of help, especially with um, like JC, he was really great kind of helping bounce ideas off of. And then now I'm in one with like, I think we're all kind of very even footing at this point, but we still are very doing very different things. So I think having all those different opinions, cause everyone's doing different things. Not everyone there is a travel blogger. We've got people who are, programmers or, you know, running a fitness course and things like that. So it's kind of nice getting that different perspective. Um, again, like Mitch in the community, I've had people help me when I've been like struggling in the community, they'll be like, here, like, let me help you. And being able to pay it forward. I mean, that's great as well. And I would definitely say all the help that I've gotten the course or the like calls that you guys have had, like being able to listen to those back have been very helpful. And I would say just getting to meet up and stuff with other people. I think just basically growing your network and being able to bounce ideas off of people have been invaluable for me. And I definitely, and and I think the biggest part too is also accountability, like the accountability factor. Um, I think that had I started this and I was doing this by myself and alone, I don't know if I would still be doing this because I'm sure I would have at one point, reason or you know like talked myself out of it or been like oh no this is silly but like seeing so many people that are making it work and making it happen and are encouraging you to do the same helps me also want to keep going because I don't want to say I'm going to do something and then all these people know that I'm going to do it and then I don't do it you kind of have to do it when you say that so it definitely helps with the accountability the masterminds and just having that community available yeah, that I think putting it out there is such a powerful tool. Not only do you make it real to yourself by speaking it or writing it or, you know, posting on your wall, whatever it is, but when you bring other people into the mix, yeah, now it's really real because you better believe some people, if you have a mastermind group or even if you post it in the Mighty Network and Location Indie, people are going to read that and be inspired and excited for you 
And it's such a powerful motivator not to want to let other people down. And that's not obviously going to be the only motivator and the thing that pushes you forever, but it certainly is in the beginning. And especially when you're kind of feeling maybe in that, I'm a little overwhelmed. What do I do? You put it out there. It gets you through some of those ruts for sure. Yeah. Remind people now or tell people for the first time if they don't know, where can they come find everything you're doing? I mean, hopefully you're showing up on Google when they're just like Googling couples travel and there, boom, there's Kat's website. But if <laughs> not, what, where can they come find you and, and how can they come connect with you? Sure. My website is worldwidehoneymoon.com and we have the Worldwide Honeymoon Travel Podcast. So that is my husband and I sharing fun destinations, tips, awkward travel stories, all that fun stuff. Um, it's pretty Awkward fun. travel stories. Nice. So many. And just us just being silly in general. And um, I'm also on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Worldwide Honeymoon and on Twitter at WW Honeymoon. I'm active on all of those. <laughs> awesome. If someone if someone's just starting out, and I know we touched on this a little bit, but if someone's just starting out, they're like, I know location is possible. They were like you. They said they listen. They, they realized people were doing it, but they don't even know what their idea is. What, what is kind of like the best piece of advice that you could give them to say, all right, take this idea that maybe you even just heard of, like maybe you just found out about this lifestyle and, and you were like, you, Kat, where you're like, I, I want to travel, but I don't even know how to do this found out about the idea, but really are stuck in a spot where they say, how am I going to do it? How is it going to work for me? What's one thing that they can do or one piece of advice you have for them to kind of push them and get them going? Um, don't think that you can do it all at once. Like, Don't try to do everything all at once. And you know, take it a step at a time, prioritize what you want to work on, and try to learn what you can and then work slowly through everything. So you'll get a lot of information thrown at you at once and it's very, very overwhelming and it can definitely lead to some like, I guess like analysis paralysis or decision paralysis, but just focus on one little thing and then continue to grow. Um, again, don't compare yourself to others and yeah, just again, keep going and it'll, it works out eventually. <laughs> It, it certainly does. And I love your story, Kat. And I think that you're living proof of this idea that you don't have to go crazy quick. You don't have to jump off the cliff of location independence. You can say, hey, let me take a look at my life. Let me see what I don't like for you is like, I don't like working 100 hours because I know there's no time for me to build something. Let me cut down to 40, you know, which is still a ton, but you know, you were motivated enough to do it and do it on the side even then. And then saying, all right, I'm going to work at my own pace to get there because I know in the, in the big scheme of things, a year, year and a half to get there is small when I look at my work career or my, or my life in general. So yeah, I think that's great advice, especially coming from you. It's like, just take it slow, enjoy it, like figure it out. You're not going to know everything all at once. But if yeah. you keep taking these small steps, you, you are going to get there. So oh, wait, I have one more little piece of advice I forgot earlier. Um, celebrate all the small wins. Just, you know, even if it's like a woo, self five, like if you get an extra follower, email subscriber, someone reaches out to you, celebrate everything. I think that's the only thing, way to keep sane and keep trucking along is like, hey, you know what? I had a couple more page views on the blog today, or I got a few more subscribers or you know, celebrate every little thing is even as tiny as that sounds. I know that that helps 
keep you going. Like that's helped me so much is just being like, you know what? Maybe this, I'm not, I didn't get everything done. I wanted to today, or maybe I'm not exactly where I wanted to be a year ago, but I, these things happened and that's exciting. So I, I couldn't agree more. You have to have fun with it because it, the, the whole point and, you know, the cliche is like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. But in this case, if you're shooting for the destination, like we're all pushing ourselves probably too hard, right? You're, you're yeah. innately saying like, I want control. I want to do bigger, better, faster, quicker, you know, make more, have more impact, all that stuff. And that's great. But if that's all you're focusing on, then all of a sudden you're going to get lost in that shuffle and you're going to have a hard time actually having fun with the little things that are happening that are, as you mentioned, when you get a new email subscriber or a new podcast, something, that's because of you. You created something from nothing that wasn't there before. You should be happy about that. Who cares that it's one or three or five? Those five people are coming to your email list and that didn't exist a year and a half ago because no one had created it. So yeah, celebrate those wins. Check out WorldwideHoneymoon.com. Check Kat's podcast out as well. So if you're listening to this and you're on the podcast, uh, go check that out. You can get that wherever podcasts are found. And Kat, I just want to say thank you so much for being an awesome part of the LI community. I can't wait to get to hang out with you in person again soon. It's always super fun and your energy really is infectious. So thank you so much for being an awesome part of our community and for being this month's member of the month. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, don't forget, you can go to locationindie.com, hop on the email newsletter there, and we will let you know, just like Kat did when we are opening up the community again. So it's not open all the time, but if you want to get in, make sure you hop on the email newsletter list, and then we will be sure to let you know when the community does open. And we'd love to have you inside of LI. Thank you guys for listening and we'll chat soon. Thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.